0: Welcome to another special episode of Africa State of Mind, a podcast about great Africans doing great things on the continent and around the globe. It is all about changing the narrative on Africa, owning our own stories and controlling them. The podcast is definitely about curating incredible African stories by Africans. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your suggestions and comments on our social media pages. Our social media pages, again, for those who just joined us, Facebook at Africa State of Mind, Twitter at Africa State Mind. Let's get straight into this episode. My guest on today's episode of Africa State of Mind, I've known for just over seven years. I still remember while working at a music channel, I had to find new VJs and was in Tanzania for this particular assignment. She came in rather modestly dressed and had a bout of flu, no makeup, with her hair tied up in a loose pony. In my mind, I thought, hmm, this should be interesting. But one of, but once the cameras went on, she lit up and that, from that moment, she went on to win the hearts of African audiences across this great continent. A former Miss Tanzania runner up, she's also a social entrepreneur and advocate for girls in Tanzania. She has a successful fashion, she's a successful fashion designer and made history when her company, Kidoti, received a $5 million investment from the Chinese government. She's an award-winning actress, a singer who always worked her way towards pushing limits. 2017 she made the Forbes 30 under 30 list and this year she was appointed as the new district commissioner of Kisarawe District in Pwani region by the highest office in Tanzania, the president of Tanzania. Please help me welcome this remarkable young lady. She breaks every single stereotype um, conceives every single stereotypes and shows that Anything that you want to do Is truly possible And she reminds young girls In Tanzania And across the continent That your dreams Are not only valid But they are also possible She's truly changing The Af- African narrative Joe kate Hey Hey Leslie How are you? I'm great I just You just put me back Down memory lane I know The
1: first day we met <laughs> At the multi-choice offices <laughs> And I, actually, I was like, what in the world am I saying?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember that day. Everybody kept on saying to me, before I left, um, the guys at Choice and DSTV were saying, you've got to speak to this girl, Joe kate Joe kate is the one. She's a role model. She's this. She's, and in my mind, I just thought, oh, my gosh. Because I actually had to wait long for you to come. And when you came in, I kind of looked at you yes, and I was I like, mm, and then you just did that your audition. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm very, yeah. I'm yeah. always without makeup. My hair, you know.
0: Yeah, which is quite a far cry It's quite a far cry from the way Mm. people Imagine somebody who was a beauty queen But Jo-Kate, welcome to um, Africa's State of Mind. Firstly, this New appointment, Mm -hmm. I have to jump Straight there. How do you feel about it? How did it come about?
1: Well, last Year I had contested to be A member of the East African Legislative Assembly Mm. And it was actually my first Kind of like my debut in active politics, mm. um, and I, I think I did pretty. Well. I didn't make it to the. I wasn't shortlisted, but I did pretty well for a first timer. Yeah, and who hadn't really campaigned quite a lot, mm. and um, I had sh- I had shown interest in politics, but I hadn't been really active in the past. So that was my like my debut.
0: Mm. so you you had and from there yeah sorry no continue
1: so from there uh, because I did I did well but I wasn't shortlisted to be uh, among the I think top six who would go to the parliament and you know um, kind of like contest and campaign in front of uh, the members of parliament and yeah so I I did pretty well and later on I got appointed um as secretary for mobilization and public relations at the national level for uh, the youth wing for the ruling party, Channel Tomakindosi.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So but I mean I guess it's also the I because I, you said it was your debut in terms of um being actively involved in politics because from even from the time that you were channel o v j and and all of that, you could always still see that you had this passion and this love for the for Tanzania and you wanted to make a difference what mm-hmm. was what was the decision you know and the decision that you had what was it that made you decide that okay, you were going to take the the profile that you had you were going to you know take mm-hmm. a bold step and go into politics because it's quite ruthless politics aren't mm-hmm. you know it's it's never really fun.
1: Oh, yes, for sure. You know, um, when I was in secondary school, even from primary school, I would always be appointed as a leader. People would always trust me and always see me like someone who's outstanding and who could lead them, who could speak, kind of like bring people together, organize people, coordinate um, for a greater cause. And I think even my upbringing, I come from a family where my mom is very much uh, in love with. He loves people a lot. And my brother was actively involved in a number of uh, youth-led organizations. Mm. So, so I've, I've, I've always had that kind of inspiration around me to just be of value and help. always strive to help your community wherever you are, make a difference, stand out, and, you know, sh- set up precedents and show people, like, this is the way that should be traveled.
0: Mm. And now you've had quite yeah, a... So, sorry I think there's a delay in the line sorry continue so it,
1: it, yeah so it came so it came as second nature whatever I, I was I would always be very active I would always be very engaging I was I would always uh, they would call me weed you know how in Africa like even in Tanzania weed flour is used for multiple things mm, yeah <laughs> <laughs> for bitumbo and stuff like that. so they were I use like they call it ungangano. so like oh ungangano weed flower you're doing everything but that's just me it's, it
2: was just in me, mm.
1: you know? I couldn't stop
0: myself. Mm. By not being that was, being, was unnatural for me. Mm.
1: Sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And now, I mean, and I actually, when you say that, I remember your your Instagram handle actually used to say, or the description used to be, Jo Kate of, m- yeah. of many trades. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's... Yeah, yeah of j- all trades. Of yeah. all trades, yes. Yeah. Now, now Jo Kate, yes. maybe if we can just go back a little bit... Um, in time, you know, just in terms of some of the amazing work that you have done and just the awesome opportunities that you've had and the, the big feats that you've had. I think it's so important that we tell that story too. Um, you know, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, one of the first times that people actually in Tanzania possibly got to know of you when you became the second runner-up for Miss Tanzania. Talk to us Mm -hmm. about that night Mm -hmm. because I can imagine not winning must have been a bit, mm, you know, (laughs) it must have been a... It
1: was. It was bad. It was bad because everybody was looking for me. It was Mm. crazy Um, because I I won, I think, most voted for for one of the newspapers Mm. and I got, I became ambassador. So everyone was like, oh, we want your k we want your k but then that happened. So it was, it was crazy. Mm. I remember I couldn't walk in the streets. Everyone would call me, like I would walk in the streets and be like, oh, you are Where are you are where So it was really like down for me. I was like, oh, this is too much, you mm. know? So I remember having, uh, having, forcing myself to just stay indoors for like almost a week and a half.
2: Mm.
1: Just take it in and not face people. Because mm. I thought, I actually felt like I let people down. Mm. Yeah, but God's blessing you know, God God has God has his ways of, you know, doing things. So I had to accept that and it really humbled me mm. to a great extent. But it never it never made me um not continue to pursue my dreams. Because for me that was just a platform. Yeah. You know, to, to, to showcase the ta- the different talents that I have and to just network and meet different people.
0: Mm-hmm and now just from yeah. that from that lesson because i think a lot of people you know across the continent in general like i think even across the actually across the world we all face disappointments and setbacks when we think that this is the one i'm going to get this what lesson did you mm-hmm. learn from that you know that you think that young people need to understand what lesson did you learn from that and how did you use it as a fuel to keep going
1: well you you always have to use what you have make great use of what you have Mm. you know Um, uh, it doesn't lessen the person that you are the the environment you're in doesn't lessen the person that you are Mm. I I was still able to pursue numerous things that I had wanted to pursue and that for me was the most important thing
2: Mm.
1: you know and um, sometimes life has to do that to you so that you you look inside yourself and say okay what do I have Mm. and work with it
0: Mm. And wow. and now with regards to Kidoti, I was really I remember where I was when I <laughs> I saw a post on Instagram. I'm like, she got five million. I was like, what? <laughs> In my mind, I didn't really know, know what. It was crazy because I didn't know what was happening. I knew that you always spoke about Kidoti, and you were you know there were yeah. the slippers, there was the hair. Yeah, there was yeah yeah.
1: It's it's. Well, I started off very. It was very modest. I was like, oh, I want to have my own brand. I had finished studying university at the University of Islam, and I would met with some couple of guys who had gone to the same university, but they have studied business. I had studied political science. So, like, I need help. I want to start my own brand. I feel like I need to have something different. I've been in this industry. I've been in the fashion beauty industry. I feel like I can have a product, and it will sell. Mm. So, I had my first producer, and then we had, like, a a misunderstanding later on. Then my partner went to China, and he found those great investments, of which later on we also had another major setback. But for me, what was important that I dared to do something that was very alien at the time. Mm. When I started, everyone was like, "What? who does she think she is? Mm. You know, but for me, it was important to set that precedent. For me, it's always important to show the way. Mm. Because not every young person can be employed, for instance.
2: Mm.
1: And I remember being at the university because I only had uh, a public persona. A lot of young people come to me, oh, we need jobs, we need business, and they're like, no, instead of looking for jobs, why don't you look inside yourself and see how you can be a source of creating more jobs? Mm. And for me to be able to preach that, I felt like I needed to go through that process and understand what it takes Mm. to actually starting your own business, Mm. owning your own franchise, or owning your own, like, employing people, you know, and the hustle that goes with it. And it was a great experience for me because... I remember when I held my like my first product. I was like, "Wow, I can't believe this is actually happy, happening." Mm. But I was very thankful to God because I, I, I think I was twenty three by the time twenty two, twenty three, and and it was a tremendous like milestone for me mm. to just be able to do that to to do that, and nobody had done that. Nobody of my caliber, of my background, had. Done that before at that level. Because I remember when we when we kicked off, we, we sold immediately, and it was it was it was amazing. We just, as as most businesses are, it's never the road is never smooth. It's it's yes. rough, you know, there are ups and downs, and and that's the beauty of pursuing one's dream. If it's easy, then everyone would be able to do it. But if it's tough, it means it requires you to have more vigor and more belief that what you're doing is actually what you're set off to do.
0: Mm. Sure. I love that. I think that's such an important thing to say. You know, it's like if something was easy, everybody would be able to do it. That's definitely true. For sure. Now, Jokate, I know that you've also been involved quite a lot. If I recall correctly, if my memory serves me correctly, there was a time when you were involved in the netball and basketball um, scene within Tanzania where you were actually building courts, which I'm like, because you were 20... I think people mustn't go past the fact that at the age of 22, you had a highly successful business, you know, <laughs> that you had. Yes. Now, yeah. you also were involved in um, with, the, with the building of either netball or basketball courts. Let's speak about that mm-hmm. and recreation mm-hmm. and, and how you got involved in all that.
1: Well, first off, when I started Kidorti, because it was a young brand, we would encourage so many young people to buy to partner with us in like buying our products and reselling them. So most most young people had their first business experience through Kidoti.
0: Oh wow! In Tanzania, yeah.
1: Yes. Wow. Yes, in Tanzania. So we supported a lot of young girls who are in universities, out of universities, just would give them would give them products at great prices and encourage them to actually buy and just you know sell and earn earn an income. Mm. Um, and for me that was important because it was unconventional. And for us, it was a way of creating a new generation, a new breed of young business minds and business people. Mm. So in the same aspect, we were like, we need to give back, you know, like give back because these are our customers. These are the people we depend on to promote the brand, to speak of the brand and to experience the brand. Because for us, the brand is not just about, was not just about selling a product. It was about selling a story. Selling a belief, you know. Uh, through the brand, the brand was a representation of what a young person could achieve.
2: Mm.
1: You know, so for so us, it was very important to engage the younger, the younger demographic, younger population, and just go back and talk to them about the opportunities that we have in our country, in our continent, and how we should be very assertive and proactive into how we grasp these opportunities. It's not going to be easy. But it's worth the while. Mm. So I remember we did a bonanza for students in secondary schools at Yangwani Secondary School, and um, we invited almost 20 schools in Dar es Salaam. We had around 3,000 students, and we allowed them to come and showcase their various talents. I remember people gave me cards, handmade cards, beaded necklaces, you know, to just keep that spirit burning and uh, so we had this bonanza at a school and the sports teacher was the one who was working closely with me to, like helping organize the event so after the event i mean as we were working towards the event we're thinking okay what else could we do you know we have to give back and then later on i was like you know what we don't really have a sports sport facility here mm. i'm like yeah that's true and you have you have girls with disabilities, and they have to commute to, to town, you know, because they need to expense of like, like, no, let, I'm going to take this upon me and we're going to build, like, a basketball and netball court. And then we did a little bit of research. We, we realized, like, most schools didn't have such a facility. And for me, it's really important for kids to be able to learn inside the classroom and outside the classroom. Mm. Sports is a great way for young people to stay away from activities that could, you know,
0: Derail them, and, uh,
1: drive them into mm. drug abuse, or just being lazy and non-productive. And it's a great way for young people to network, build their self-esteem, have build discipline, and just find themselves. You know, um, those are the years where young people need to engage themselves in as many positive activities as possible, so they they can find themselves mm. and find their purpose and passion and drive. So that was the essence of us doing the Bonaz and actually seeing how we could help these schools have facilities that could help young people not only learn learning class but also learn outside the classroom, engage their fellow young people's network, you know, test their limits and go beyond.
0: Okay, now Jokate, as yeah. you as you mentioned, because you you said earlier on about how you studied political science, which is something I did not know about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and of course, uh-huh, really? you know, I got I, I had, you got an honors in political yeah, science. Why you did very well? Fantastic! I send you, yes. I send you, um, thank you, a gift. Uh,
1: Ugandan <laughs> uh, so, outfit. That will, that
0: will do. I get. I send you again. i no problem. A traditional dress. Okay. okay. I'll, send you, <laughs> I'll send you, I know exactly which <laughs> one you want. Um, you know, so mm-hmm. I guess one of the, the things I'll, I'll reference what's going on in the States currently and then bring it back home, you know, um, to Africa. Mm-hmm. There's always this situation around if you're somebody who's involved in popular culture and for all intents and purposes, I believe, I think you've got like three million followers on Instagram, if not yes. more. Um, and Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure what your Mm -hmm. Twitter account is or Facebook is. Um, but you've got that. Mm -hmm. You also were, um, you're also an award winning actress, which is what we mentioned before. You're Mm -hmm. a, Mm -hmm. you're a singer Mm -hmm. as well. You know, you've won awards in all of these spheres. Mm -hmm. You're a a Mm -hmm. run up in a beauty competition. You were VJ, you know, on Mm -hmm. Channel O. You traveled around the continent. You were Mm -hmm. hanging out in Nigeria doing work as well. So then, everybody mm-hmm. like although you've you have a political uh, an honors in political science there's always this thing that's like mm-hmm. just because somebody's a celebrity, why should they be involved in politics or are they just you, you know what I mean yeah. like how do you deal with that because especially in America where there's that particular crisis because of the particular celebrity who's in particularly in charge um mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how do you how do you how do I say, how do you bring those two worlds together in a way that it's authentic, you know? And also, does this mean that... You
1: know, the thing is... mm. mm -hmm.
0: No, I'm saying, and also just to add, does this mean that you're going to be not doing any more of the things that you were doing in terms of entertainment? How are you going to balance those two worlds? Well, the
1: thing is, this is... I think my case is very
0: interesting. Mm. My case, you're a real politician.
1: (laughs) My case, because... My my disposition is it's quite interesting. It, this should be a case study, by the way. I think because right before I entered into uh, these beauty contests, if you would if you had asked anybody, mm. they would be like, "Why are you doing this? Mm. This is not you." Because mm. <laughs> I was like a strict student. Like I would just go to school, be involved in school related activities, take up leadership positions. Excel in classroom. I was like, I was always amongst the best students, the most loved by the teachers and the students, you know. I was, my, my my life was like a triangle. School, home, church. School, home, church. I really would go, my first coming experience was during the beauty contest, you know. So whenever people like, so I was, I was that strict. You know, and was that my 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 life was that disciplined, so to say. So when I wanted to, but I also I also had this in me, like I would love to I would love to watch opera. I would love to watch. By then, I would watch East Africa TV, and I would see all these like personalities on TV. By then, guys like Abba, um, AJ. Was it? No, what? I forgot the other girl's name but they were popular on TV, they would speak, and they would be nice. I was like, wow, I would love to do that. But while I was also strict in class, I would always do, like, performances, you know? You know, when you have those school concerts, I would Mm. be like Alicia Keys, or next day I'll be Beyonce, you know, I'll do a fashion show, I'll do that. So I also had that element in me, that creative element that wanted to be funny, be animated, be staged, you know? Mm. So... So when I decided to get into beauty concert, people were like, oh, what is she doing? You know, you know, it's, it's crazy. But I did it because it's what my heart wanted to do at that time. And at that time, I really wanted people to see that side of me, that talent that I felt that I had. And I really wanted to explore. And I feel it's very important for young people to explore the different talents because it's part of life. You only have one life to live. Mm-hmm. You know, just see how you make it work for you and your circumstances and your environment. And, you know, because... Another day, you need to pay bills. So that was it. So when I went, but when I went to Trinidad, when I was done in my year, and when I went back to university, people were like, oh, is she gonna do well in university? Like, what do you mean? All I've done my all my life, all I've done is do well in class. Even if I didn't do as well, I'll be very disappointed because my, you know, I would always strive to do extremely well. So when I went back to university, so I remember there was a semester I had all A's in my political science subject. Mm. And by the end of my three years, um, like, course and degree programs, I got an honors, and they wanted me to stay back and be, study and do my PhD and, you know, become a, uh, a tutor and later on become a lecturer, et cetera. So by then I was like, ah, I, need, I think I want to do a bit of business. So it's been, you know, my life has been like that. But what has been constant is, like, I've always loved to engage, to engage people, to engage young people, um, to speak my mind to be of value and, you know, show young people the po- different possibilities. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Not, not- be a new horizon. Yeah.
1: So mm. that, as a, I think that too, recently I've been reading a book, um, via Madam President, by I think it's Juliet. She used to be communications director during the Obama administration and she got involved in the Hillary Clinton campaign trail. Hmm. She was the head of media, I think, for Hillary. And she she, she spoke of something. There's a The second chapter speaks of um, moving forward mm-hmm. and drawing fire. Like, move forward, try, draw fire. Like, whenever you're very, maybe, aggressive, and especially as a woman or a young woman who is of a certain type, of a certain, who is explored by the being in an apologetic, you know, fashion, love fashion, fashion icon of sorts you know, speaks her mind, brilliant, you know, and is very aggressive, mm. then you're going to definitely be offensive. People are definitely going to mm. be offended. Very People are definitely going to be threatened, mm. in a way. So collateral damage will definitely happen. Mm. Fire will explode. But does it mean you stop? No. Mm. You just put your trust in God and just believe that what you're doing is great. And you're pursuing what. Your God-given talents and what God requires of you in this society. So I did. As a result, people would use that to vilify you. Even when you look at the case of Winnie Mandela, who did quite a lot. She was beautiful. She was gorgeous. She was charismatic. She was aggressive. You know. But yeah. people still vilify her. You know.
0: Mm.
1: No. No. And I think it's 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 just an aura.
0: It's yeah. That
1: people can cannot really grasp. Cannot,
0: what people can't understand, they tend to, you know, be a bit wary of. <laughs> I right. Think. Now, joke okay, just with regards to your appointment, you know, um, your recent appointment as district mm-hmm. commissioner, w- what sort of reactions did you get, I, sh- I should ask, from perhaps the male population? You know, what kind of reaction did you get? I, and are you the first woman to hold this sort of post? I, I imagine you're the no, youngest. I'm definitely
1: not the first woman. I know I'm you're definitely, not, definitely the
0: youngest. I'm not the first. <laughs>
1: I mean, in my in my region, I am the youngest in the in this region that I'm at. I am the youngest, but there are other young uh, women who have been appointed this position. The only difference is, um, I've had a very popular past, mm. You know, so I think I'm the I'm the first I'm the first of that caliber to mm. be appointed for sure, and, and at a very tender age, and, and- relatively, people think all these in the very. past... These roles were left for people who were a bit older. Yeah. But recently, through our president, he's been appointing a lot of young people into major roles, into you know, all these key roles in government. Uh, but for me, I think
0: it's it's a first. <laughs> yeah. So like, so not like, joking. Okay. People of my of my of, of my nature. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you're the youngest. Um, you're you're very young. <laughs> Um, cause even, uh, the producer of the show was, of the podcast was saying she is so young. And I'm like, yep she's young. And you look even younger. <laughs> you look like you could be 18 or something. Um, but now. No, I, yeah, I get that all the time. <laughs> Thank you though. <laughs> You're like, thanks. Um, so mm-hmm. now, Jocaid, okay, so what does your day to day entail? You know, like if you break it down, like what exactly is your job description? Mm-hmm. Cause I see, you know, in, the, in the footage mm-hmm. and images, you literally arrive in some car, mm-hmm. the army saluting you. I'm like, the army saluting, jo mm. okay. No disrespect, honorary jo okay. But yeah, because
1: you- I, I'm the chairperson of the like, security council of the district.
0: Wow. Okay, let's... So let's-
1: everyone else, yeah, so I... Yeah, so, okay. Generally, I need to make sure everyone is secure. <laughs> everyone is happy. Mm. Um, if there are projects, development projects that are run by government. I need to make sure that they're running effectively.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, value for money should be there. I need to engage uh, different segments of the society, of, of this community. You know, mm. align them towards a common goal, a common purpose. Mm. So, so no- g- normally I'll be at the office by 7 in the morning. I'll meet different people, different stakeholders. And I've been encouraging a lot of young people to just come to our offices and see how we could collaborate in different, um, on different levels. Be it if they want to do, if they want to engage young people, like students, who want to do inspirational speaking. Hmm. If they have projects of their own, they want to invest. Yeah. So we, we we're kind of like creating a liaison between, we're, we're that bridge between the people and the government, mm, okay. so to say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and and so now also... So if
1: something goes wrong in my district, yeah. I'm, 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 like, I need to take responsibility.
0: So the buck stops with you, basically.
1: Yeah, I need to make decisions that will benefit the general welfare of the people of Kifar Hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. A- and and okay, just politically, how far do you want to take this? Where do you want to go? I mean, in my head, I know where you want to go.
1: <laughs> I mean, one role at a time, one role at a time. Uh, politics is very simple, yeah. <laughs> so to say. Yeah, but one spoken one like spoken time, like a
0: true politician. For me,
1: it's, <laughs> no, no, no. But in all honesty, for me, I really I'm all about appreciating the process. Mm. If you're always rushing for the next role,
2: mm.
1: you would never soak in the ex- experiences, the knowledge you were, you were meant to get where you're at now.
2: Mm. Okay.
1: So for me, right now, it's a learning process. I I go to villages I meet different people, different backgrounds, you know. Mm. And it's for me, it's exciting to see that whatever I decide is going to impact them positively. So for me, it's a burden to constantly challenge myself to learn mm. and to understand my surroundings, my environment, and to always think that at the back of my head that I need to make wise decisions decisions that are well informed Mm. so that knowing that whatever I decide whatever project or person I engage is going to affect X, Y, and Z in the district.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right, and okay just um, just uh, possibly two last questions before we let you go. So the first one is you mentioned about how the current president of Tanzania is has been employing a lot of young people. For somebody who perhaps who's mm-hmm. never been mm-hmm. to Tanzania and everything, tell us a, a little bit about just mm-hmm. you know some of the ratios and the numbers around young people, how much of the population they make up, and and also just the involvement of oh, young well, people okay, and women in the economy. Yeah.
2: Currently,
1: where we stand, uh, I think fifty percent of the population is below the age of
0: 18. 50% is below the age of 18?
1: Um, yes. During the batch where, during my batch of district commissioners that were just recently appointed by the president, Dr. John Joseph Kome who's also chairman of the ruling party, Chairman Shaba uh, we had 10 girls, 10 young girls who were also appointed mm. for other districts. Mm. Yeah. And um, also we had this other... Young man who was appointed as regional commissioner,
2: mm.
1: and we've got quite a good number of young people being deployed into positions that are really critical in government.
0: And why? Why do you Even think in,
1: that, in the cabinet
0: level? So why why do you think it's important to the current president of Tanzania to be pushing young women um, and young people in general into positions of influence?
1: Well, because. Mm. well, because as I had said earlier on, statistics I think from this year give that fifty percent of the population is below the age of eighteen, and young people are definitely driving the true drivers um of development of different agenda agenda that really concerns them concerns them and if you have young people, young people are also very energetic mm. when you look at even at the global level, like more innovations that are changing. How we think, how we communicate, you know, how we even use different um, services like taxi. You know, we have the Uber's and like Facebook and likes Instagram. How we even do business. All these have been um, driven by young people mm. in unconventional ways. You know, so we call it technology innovations that have been disruptive in our society. Young people have the energy, they have the commitment to to see things happen. Mm. And they're very grateful that we have a president who also sees this and sees the huge, not only the huge potential, but what we are actually made of. Mm. We're not talking about potential anymore. We're talking about us being able to do things. Mm. And we are doing things about making things happen. And for now, the needs of government are plenty. Uh, In Africa... Populations are rising tremendously, you know? Urbanization is is going deeper and deeper into, like, into outside that, from Tampa and Tanzania, outside we having all these cities being urbanized. So we definitely need to have the right kind of drive, the right kind of rigor, that for me can only be achieved by young people.
2: Okay, all right,
1: that makes sense. And even how we work, we multitask, you know, we 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 can, you know, we can slide through areas and, you know, be able to understand, grasp that this is an issue. How do we do? It? You know, yeah. we're always constantly looking for a solution and yeah. not looking to tell a problem. We're looking to tell how are we going to solve this problem. Yeah. This problem is an opportunity for us to do ABC.
0: Okay. Now Kate, I have a, a, also just a fire round of questions you know because we do like to ask this to the leaders that we speak to <laughs> Um so what are your fir- your I thoughts hope it's nothing No no nothing personal No no All no it's right? nothing personal So what are what are your thoughts firstly around young leadership in Africa where do you think we stand now across the continent in terms of young leadership
2: mm. Um wait
1: I think we and look how I saw Minister for Trade from Botswana.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm sure you've seen her too. Yeah? Yes, she's yes, young, She's Minister and she's taking care of trade. I'd love to see more. We've mm. seen a lot of. I've seen a couple of leaders take up uh, ministerial positions. Mm. Uh, cabinet that's very high level. Uh, they, they deal with day to day activities of the state. But I would, I would, we would definitely love to see in may, maybe in the future to see. A, a younger president. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be nice. Or a younger prime minister, mm. you know, or a younger foreign minister, you know? Okay. We need to see people, like, young people should go from um, telling how much they could do and how much they need to be leaders to actually becoming these leaders, taking up these leadership positions and owning them mm. and driving results, delivering Okay. What needs to be delivered to our to our state and communities?
0: And then, what what are your thoughts on Africa losing talent and leaders to Western countries?
1: I think that's sad. Mm. For me, I mean, okay, the interchange of culture is great because it allows for us to learn from each other. I, I don't, I don't, I feel like a, a country like United States of America has been able to do so well just because they call it it's a melting pot yeah Mm. like different cultures go and blend and they create something that's beautiful Um, it's very you learn different things you're challenged people get a force to have innovative ways of doing things and stuff like that Mm. but for me what young people need to appreciate is that we have a continent that is abundant Mm. Abundant in various resources Water resources Land resources You know We have Like sun The sun itself Is a great resource You know Mm. Um, We haven't been able To fully uh, Utilize What we have And reach our full potential And that is because We feel so little Of ourselves Let me just point this out I have an issue with Even like intellectuals that constantly just criticizing leadership criticizing where we are right now and Mm. not really working to changing you know our our, our, like our future
2: Mm.
1: our disposition and making it better Mm. running away you're not solving a problem Mm. you're just running away from the problem you still want to be there so who do you want to make this area better You know, even where the country you want to go to, they are where they are because they made a choice.
2: You
1: You know, they made a choice that this is our land. We have to make the most of it. We have to drive innovation. We have to develop it. We have to own it. Mm -hmm. Young people from Africa need to understand that the role to changing Africa is within their hands and it's within their reach. Like they, if they want Africa to be rich, it's going to be rich.
0: Sure, I like that.
1: And if they don't want to, yeah, if they don't want it to be, it's not going to be rich. If they decide to just lament mm. and point point fingers, because that's happening a lot in the continent. People are constantly pointing fingers. People are constantly letting like pulling each other down, not appreciating each other as much. Not recognize. I love how recently we have a lot of platforms that recognize talent, music, movies. Um, innovations, entrepreneurs, that is great because that is shedding a positive light and giving our young generation a hope that, you know what, we can actually do something in our continent. We can actually change the narrative around our continent, mm. you know. So let's just see this as an opportunity to change, to change how things are done and appreciate that the power to do that is within ourselves.
0: Mm. And now now Jo If you wanna go
1: go out, learn but come back and do something with the knowledge that you have.
0: And and Apply I think it, And I think it's important to say that, you know, the fact that you were actually born in Washington DC, if I'm not mistaken, you technically could mm-hmm. live in America, you technically could For be sure. living there. Yeah. But you as a yeah. as a African, yeah. you you're not just saying this, you're yeah. actually practicing what it is that you mm-hmm. preach because you literally For sure. You have For that sure. visa that everybody's <laughs> everybody's rushing I after. Already, you got the I'll,
1: passport. I'll, I'll I'll tell you this. I was I was going to apply for Harvard, and mm-hmm. I would have gotten it because my resume was pretty was pretty neat. Like I'd done a lot of community work, and I was working with this guy who, who wanted to apply to Harvard. He got into Harvard. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, you know what? I think I wanna I want to study university in Tanzania in Dar es Salaam mm-hmm. to show young people that it doesn't matter which university you go to. What matters the most is the passion and commitment you have from within.
2: Yeah, sure.
1: How daring you are, how much knowledge you're willing to learn and apply it Mm. and change your circumstances. Like, you can have everything, but if you don't have
0: the passion to do something that's positive, Mm. you're not going to do it. I I mean, Jocaid, if I can. Even. Yeah, if I can interject there, you're totally right, because I think everybody assumes that if you go, if you're an African. I mean I just speak this from the perspective of seeing All these people willing to risk their Lives you know mm-hmm. with the migrant crisis And mm-hmm. and ev- and everything you know if you're A woman you'll possibly be well you mm-hmm. will Be raped along the way people are mm-hmm. dying In the in the, in the waters mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. It's like it's mm-hmm. not that you get to Europe or to the states or the UK or anything like that and life is suddenly Good it's not as though when you step on the Land there's this big mm-hmm. You know you and I both know and I'm Sure many people mm-hmm. who listening to podcasts know a lot Of um Africans who have gone to quote-unquote greener pastures" and are living worse than the Mm -hmm. way that they were when they were back home in Africa and you know and they they, and it's almost you actually cannot dig yourself out of that so I like what you're saying a lot because Mm -hmm. it is such a valid point and I think you speak from a place of Mm -hmm. authority where that's concerned like you mentioned you could have gone to Harvard you chose the University of Dar es Salaam we've already discussed the fact Mm -hmm. that you were born in Washington DC you've got the passport but and mm-hmm. here you are mm-hmm. a very young lady making a difference in Tanzania which is mm-hmm. possibly one of the most influential economies in the in East Africa you know and you mm-hmm. you're right there so I think mm-hmm. that it just your presence definitely makes a difference you know because people need to know that Thank you yeah Now I thank God for everything thank So Kate when you think about Africa now versus Africa in the 20th century what are your thoughts how different is it
1: I think by then, there used to be this euphoria, Then stuff happened, things didn't really go the way they were meant to go. But again, as I said, I, I do not really like stressing on what went wrong or what happened. For me, I see opportunity, opportunity for us to mm. turn the situation upside down and really now embrace what we have and take it forward.
0: Mm. And when you think Africa's state of mind, what comes to your mind?
1: Africa's state of... its just, Actually, it's acknowledging and appreciating and embracing being African, yeah. and all that it takes. Because mm. that is what makes us so unique. I love my culture, I love my grandparents, I love I love it when I go to the village. It's beautiful, mm. you know? I love the trees, I love the the sun, and how it shines so harshly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, the African city of is just appreciating and seeing the good in being
0: African. Mm. And, you know. And now, just to add to that, if you know, because if you, if somebody were to ask you this question, it's a little bit. It could be simple or complex, depending. And somebody says to you, yeah. "What is an African? How would you de- define that?" So
1: tough, because some, you know, that that that's actually a question one like you're asked in your history class, <laughs> <laughs> and you need to write a whole essay around it. Yeah, five hundred words. I don't know what means. I think it's, okay, by birth, but we've seen so many Africans who come and adapt mm-hmm. and become maybe more African than us. But embracing the culture, the traditions, and mm-hmm. the way of life that really defines who we are. Africans are very loving. They're very gracious. Ubuntu. You know mm-hmm. Ubuntu? <laughs> you are because I am. Yeah. Uh, we are because you are. You know, a sense of togetherness. Brotherhood, sisterhood, mm. that for us to progress, we need to look after each other.
2: Mm.
1: I think that's the best definition of what it means to be African. Okay. Ubuntu, you are I am because I am. You are a product of my existence.
2: Mm. And that
1: is true to life. Like, we cannot live in isolation, we're not islands. Mm. We need to connect, we need to help each other. I think this was lost a long way. People became a bit individualistic and a bit centered
2: mm.
1: because I think of the um, pressures of this liberal uh, lifestyle and thoughts and policies mm. that drifted us away from that. But we need to go back to that because it is through working hand in hand as a unit that we are going to really, truly develop Africa. And there's power in unity. I'm sure you understand this.
0: No, definitely. Definitely. And
1: if Africa is able to really stand as a unit with all the rich resources that we have, Mm. I I, I don't see anyone coming in and dividing us and um, taking advantage of that division. I agree. uh, Of the cracks and such, Mm. yeah.
0: Joe, kate mm-hmm. thank you so much for spending time with us on Africa State of Mind today. I said thank you it, for having me. I said it in the beginning, um, and I'm going to say it again. I'm extremely proud of you. I think that what you have done in your life... Um, whether you've done it as mm-hmm. uh, you've achieved all that you have at this young age or if you were a lot older, it's still phenomenal. Many people mm-hmm. go their whole lives Thank and they you. are never able to do all the things that you have done. But I think, you know, from this conversation, Thank what so people much. will gather is the fact that you're extremely passionate about what it is that you do. Um, so congratulations. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be watching. Thanks for spending time with us in Africa State of Mind. And definitely all I right. feel that just by your existence, you're changing the African narrative. And yeah, please continue thank and I, I have to come to tanzania please when i come yeah. one time we need to thank go you. in one of those cars and then i want to be saluted standing next to you i want to be take a picture while uh. the army <laughs> no i'm Karim, kidding Karim sana. asante sana yeah bye <laughs>
1: thank you leslie and great like pops on having this show it is what we need
0: thank you joking timing <laughs> awesome thanks god so much bless you. god bless you too Bye. All right. bye and that's how we come to the end of this episode of Africa State of Mind. Please pardon my clogginess. I just came back from an amazing vacation. I'm um, back home in Uganda. I just had to explain why I sounded this way. As you can tell, I had quite a lot of fun. Nonetheless, thank you very much, Joe Kate, for spending time with us. Uh, if you want to, if you want to suggest any other guests that we should be having on the podcast, please do tweet us at Africa State Mind or join the Facebook group Africa State of Mind or just, you know, just let us know. Like, We always respond. We're like very cool like that. Uh, Also, uh, don't forget to tell your friends about the podcast. It's Africa State of Mind with Lee Kasumba on iTunes. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe. It's been really lovely. Thank you very much. And we look forward to the next episode.
1: Bye. Africa State of Mind with Lee Kasumba. Get it on iTunes now.